Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kowski every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to man up. Another year goes by, more beers, more smoke. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please like us on Facebook and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. I am Joe Stopulis, and again today I am, I am unfortunately not joined by my great co-host, Father Zakowski, but I will be joined by Maestro Joseph Junta uh, from the Des Moines Symphony Orchestra for part two of our episode on listening to great music. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this Easter season. Thank you for the joy of Easter, and we ask that we may live that joy out every day, may feel your presence every day, and minister to those around us, and let they may see the joy we have in celebrating this great Easter season. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, part two of the interview with uh, Maestro Joseph Junta from the Des Moines Symphony Orchestra. Uh, as I mentioned in part one, this is a, a topic that I'm obviously very passionate about uh, and I love talking about. And Father Zach and I so often talk about finding beauty, uh, finding beauty in music, finding beauty in uh, nature, finding beauty in art, turning off the cell phone, turning off the TV, and learning to embrace those things and learning to have some sort of knowledge of how to, to understand great art. Uh, in part one, we talked a lot uh, about how he came to love music, and he he mentioned that you know it wasn't it was simply just a he listened to a lot of pop music growing up, but then he got introduced to the classics uh, through going to a symphony concert, and then through that has has spent a lot of his life uh, trying to help people understand the joy that is beautiful classical music. Uh, and looking forward to to part two, where we're going to dive today just deeper into how does one if they've never started listening to classical music, what are some pieces, what are some step-off points, some books to read? Uh, so I'm excited to dive into the interview on part two with Joseph Junta. So stick around. We're going to head to a short break. And when we return, Maestro Joseph Junta of the Des Moines Symphony Orchestra. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting our show, Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting today from the Mercy Live Up Studios. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Today we are joined again by Maestro Joseph Gunta. He has been the music director of the Des Moines Symphony for 28 years. In addition to that, he has guest conducted many of the great orchestras in the world, including the Chicago Symphony and the London Philharmonic. He continues to pursue his lifelong goal of exposing as many people as possible to great classical music at all age levels. And today he joins us again in studio to do just that. Welcome back. Nice to be back. Thank you. Hey, uh, so on the first 
the first episode back in March, we talked a lot about uh, just dipping your toe into classical music. And we also got to discuss the great show of Beethoven 7th that you guys performed at the end of March. Uh, and so if you haven't, if you did not get a chance to listen to that, go back to our podcast uh, and you can hear a little bit more about that. And we kind of talked about how, how you got into classical music. And now we're going to jump forward and talk a little bit more detail about classical music in general. So can you kind of break in for us the, the, the time periods? I think people hear classical music, and I, as someone who's actually studied a little bit, the difference between Bach and Rachmaninoff is like saying United States and you've got California and, and New York. They're very different right. places. So can right. you give us a one-minute, two-minute sure. overview of that? Sure. Well, we hear about these eras or periods of music, and it, it, it all started primarily with Johann Sebastian Bach, although there were thousands of other composers that were composing at the time. Uh, Bach, basically the Baroque period, uh, which was also an offspring of architecture and history and so on, uh, between about 1600 and 1750. That was followed by the Great Classical Period, uh, 1750 to about 1825. Composers in that period would have been Mozart and Haydn and early Beethoven of sort. Beethoven was sort of a transition composer between his early music was classical, his later music was somewhat romantic, sort of a road to the rom- romantic and, we, and I mentioned this last time, again, as you study, it's kind of like the church, a good parallel to the church there. The more you study it, the more you get to appreciate it. And so as you study the life of Mozart, you see, and people hear Mozart, Bach, and Beethoven, They, I mean, I think a lot of people are like, why are they famous? And as you study them, you realize they were so much different yeah. than the people that they ushered in, and Beethoven by himself ushered in an entire New era of music. That's right. And and they mentored, uh, I mean, their music affected other mm-hmm. people and yep. so on. So, yeah, the Romantic period being between 1825 and 1875, and then, of course, the Impressionistic period, mm-hmm. primarily in France, but it, it went elsewhere to Russia and uh, 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 Germany and so on, 1875 to eight, 1925, and then, of course, the modern era was ushered in. The If you were to ask me, Joe, uh, name the three best composers, because people... I was going to. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you the three that I put above everyone else, and that's Bach and Beethoven and Stravinsky. And the reason that I say that... Wow! My jaw just hit the floor when he said Stravinsky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason that I say that is because uh, not only did their their music change and influence people during their lifetimes, but it also affected the way we talked about music, uh, we performed music, we uh, wrote about music, we thought about music, we criticized music. All that stuff changed after they were gone. Yeah. So once once Bach died, music sort of took a, a left turn. Once Beethoven died, it took a right turn. And, and um, composers that followed those guys were different yeah. and, were, and were mentored by them. Even so much as somebody like Brahms, who was so afraid to take uh, pen to paper because he was being compared to Beethoven. He was, uh, that sort of haunted him all his wow. life. So uh, it's interesting, but that's, it's a very natural evolution when you think about music. Uh, one of the stories about Stravinsky, and I, I believe, I, this is one of the things that gets me just nostalgic about the way classical music used to be. The Rite of Spring, when it, when it first showed, there was riots. There yeah. were riots because of the, the music. Like, yeah. I wish people had that passion that people yeah. would come and riot after a yeah. show sometime. No, no <laughs> kidding. One of, the great, one of the great ballet composers of all time, I think, and rhythmically sort of like a mathematician, mm-hmm. but still uh, wonderfully uh, appealing to audiences. Mm-hmm. And the Firebird 
Petrushka and the Rite of Spring, all written between 1910 and 1913, uh, changed the course of music history and made Stravinsky a, a rock star. So one of the things in your, in your, I mentioned it in your bio, uh, you have a passion for bringing people into into this this music of art. And last time we talked about music to make money, music that is kind of popular, uh, and then there's this music that is more just to, for music's sake, for, for, for art's sake, and we're talking about the latter. What have you been doing uh, within the, either in the community or actually with the symphony to be helping people get introduced to it? We try the best to, to not just do seven pairs of classical concerts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for those of us that love classical music, that's our bread and butter, and that's what we live for. Mm-hmm. Every musician's trained to, to do their very best, and that's what we're most comfortable with. However, uh, we do a Yankee Doodle Pops concert out the, outside for 100,000 people. <laughs> Say it's always uh, pretty it's, well attended. It, it's the third largest um, uh, 4th of July event in the country. What? Second, I did not uh, know that. Uh, uh, the first is the National Symphony, mm-hmm. and the second is the Boston Pops on the Esplanade. And we're so third. We're the third, yeah, which is very Mar- cool. So mark your calendar. Apparently yeah. our listeners are already going. Apparently yeah. everyone's yeah. already July going. 2nd this year. Uh, but we also do um, commercial music, popular music, mm-hmm. Broadway, Broadway stars, Leslie O. Adam Jr. is coming yeah. next month to, to sing with us from Hamilton. We're doing uh, uh, things like uh, the music of Queen, the music of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. These are, the, and what this all has in common is that um, certainly it's not classical music, but it's great music. Mm-hmm. Great in the more broader sense, in that um, you take the music of Queen, for example, or Zeppelin. Um, these are real, real musicians, yep. and their music. Um, like the Beatles, had certain elements of orchestration about them, and they always recorded with more than just their band. And so you get a great arranger that can sort of uh, augment this, and all of a sudden you got this great symphony orchestra behind a a rock band, and it's really pretty impressive. This is going to be one of my favorite rock albums of all time. This is almost... I shouldn't say this. It's the Metallica album from yeah. the 1990s. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. It's an incredible yeah. orchestration. Yeah, it's inc- yeah. I mean, just to see the mix of this hard metal band with the symphony. That's right. And it, yeah, it's, it's incredible. amazing. It's well, incredible. And, there's, and, there, and there's these great American iconic, um, yeah. iconic sound, you know, yeah. Sinatra, mm-hmm. uh, Broadway, uh, uh, Motown. You know, there are these brands that stick out to you that think, well, you know, the, the, People go to these concerts because it reminds them of their childhood or their teens or whatever, and there's nothing wrong with that, and we try to do them well, providing it's great music. The other thing that I wanted to say about outreach and trying to get people involved is we've got this academy, which is our school, Mm -hmm. almost 600 families there now. Uh, Next year will be the 15th anniversary of the academy. It's down at 10th and Locust, and what we do there, we have children that are... uh, so little that we have to buy special chairs for them. We have four youth symphonies. I conduct the top youth orchestra and um, 19 faculty members, and we primarily give private lessons and enhance what's going on in the music classrooms in the community, Mm. and that's very exciting. The reason that that's so important and one of the things that, that I have done all my life is that I feel so strongly that music, uh, Joe, there's no subject that's taught in schools that teaches listening better than music. And if we can become a good listener at a young age and understand what that's all about, 
uh, we're going to become great citizens. And the world needs really good listeners, mm-hmm. especially today. And that's why I do it, because I know the power of being a good listener, uh, really, really engaging and listening to what somebody else is saying, rather than me trying to think of what I'm going to say next. That's really important to me, and that's what music teaches us. Well, and whether it's science, math, technology, none of that teaches great listening skills like music does. And music also helps, especially when you're learning how to play an instrument and you're looking, I play a lot of Bach in our house. It helps with brain development, especially around mathematics as well. And studies have shown this over and over again. So in addition to the listening side, you're getting other, other attributes as well. It does. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's, there are all kinds of reasons to uh, have this as a part of your life. Um, Maybe the biggest reason is that it's also very enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it, you can listen to it in your car. You listen to it at home. You listen to it in your iPod. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, there, there were times when music was only played yeah. at very special occasions. <laughs> Serious music, we called it. We tried to break down all those barriers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, this, is, this, this was music by, written by great composers for the, for the masses. Mm-hmm. They wanted people to hear their music, and they would do anything to get that music played. Uh, in addition to some of the other things you mentioned, you guys just did a show a couple months ago with the Harry Potter music. So you, there, keep your eyes out. There's a lot of ways to get introduced. And I had some friends who had never been to the symphony before they went to that show. Yeah. Um, I've got to ask personal question. Ben Folds. And you know who Ben Folds is? Ben Folds does this show with Ben Folds and the orchestra. When? What do I need to do to get them to Des Moines? <laughs> well, we, we he's on our list, and yeah, I just great I, I just heard him uh, in Minneapolis just oh, really? before Christmas. Awesome! Uh, he did a great job up there. He does a two hour and fifteen minute show, all his own music. Mm-hmm. He sits at the piano and just plays with the orchestra yeah. behind him, and it just goes on forever. Yeah. He also, which is interesting, he also tells the audience how important it is and why he's doing concerts with with a symphony orchestra. And his reason is, in his words, uh, he could just play with his indie band for the rest of his life in clubs and be perfectly happy. But he does concerts with symphony orchestras because he understands the power of great, great classical music. Mm-hmm. And what he wants people to do, he invited everyone in Minneapolis to come back to experience a Beethoven 7th, a Mahler symphony, yeah. a Bruckner symphony, and coming from him, yeah. I think a lot of those people that were in their 30s and 40s at this concert uh, will listen and probably try. It's, it, ben uh, Folds wanted to be a classical musician. In his words, he said, well, I didn't, I didn't have the talent, didn't. and I didn't want to practice. Uh-huh. I didn't want to put the time in. So that was also an interesting side bit. But he'll be to Des Moines again. You know, he's been here four or five times. But not with you. Not with your not band. With I don't even be with your and, band. And we're eager to get him here. So, so I've I, seen him I, lots of times without, yeah, without yeah, your band. No, he's a great, I, great artist. So it's been interesting for me because growing up, again, playing piano, he was the one that broke me through into into the pop side. So from yeah. my, my transition in eighth grade from from classical to pop and then, you know, kind of doing both of those things. And then for him to come full circle into the classical after I discover yeah. it was really neat for me. So I've yeah. I've selfishly wanted him yeah. to come to Des Moines for that. So well and as you, as you know you're a pianist, so you know that he's written a piano concerto yeah. and it's very good. Yeah. And I heard uh, a movement of it when he was in Minneapolis. That is, that is cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, so moving forward here, um this is a Catholic radio station, um, and this might be a great segue for our listeners as well. In addition to just the great secular music that, that, that many of the artists have written, the composers over the time, there is a, a, a plethora of unbelievable sacred music that many of the greatest artists in the history of the world uh, have, have written. And I, that might be a great breakthrough for a lot of our listeners as well. Uh, could you speak to some of the great pieces of, of secular of, of 
of worship music that has been put on by some of these composers. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, if you, you, you can go back to the requiems and the and the uh, the masses of. I mean, Haydn wrote like twelve masses, and uh, Mozart, Mozart wrote the Great Requiem, mm-hmm. which is great, but also several wonderful masses. Um, you know, from my point of view, I grew up in a parish in southern New Jersey. Not much music in the Catholic Church in that mm-hmm. day. I had to go to a larger city with a cathedral and a choir and something to to, to discover that. But um, from my point of view, the, the 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 great music by the masters, when a Mozart mass is interspersed with the mass, mm-hmm. it's it's really quite remarkable. And wow. you, you have to go to a fairly good sized parish in a big city to ever experience that. But it's it's really quite quite engaging yeah so mozart's requiem i'll never forget i sat front row in milwaukee i was in i was in college friday night show i sat front row i came back and sat front row again saturday night i mean it's that powerful um of of a setting and then in addition to to mozart just research out any of these go get one of these albums beethoven has a really Unbelievable mass. Several masses, yeah. including the, the Misa Solemnis, yes. which is one of the great what pieces of great all time. Pieces. Giuseppe Verdi, one of the great uh, dramatic mm-hmm. uh, masses of all time, the Verdi Requiem. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes on and on. And uh, every foray, uh, you know, beautiful Requiem that's uh, that's done often around Easter time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's it, there's, a as you say, a plethora of music that yeah, was inspired the, by the, You know, every Christmas, and now we're, we do it during Easter as well, but Turn on the Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he wrote that in three weeks. He when did. you realize that he re- wrote that in three <laughs> three weeks, it kind of oh, again, learn the stories behind the music because yeah. it's incredible. Well, he needed the money. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these guys did. <laughs> um, so, and the other parallel I've found to the Catholic faith, and I, I mentioned this last time, is that um, as people understand the faith more, and a lot of our listeners will understand, the more you read about the faith and dive deeper into it, the more you understand it. So, especially like the Mass and the Saints. Similarly, the classical music, if you just do some research, if you're going to hear a piece or... So, I mean, Beethoven's fifth. Again, people know the ba 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 What they don't know is why he's writing it, that he's starting to understand that he's gonna, his, his greatest faculty, his hearing, is going away, and that he's writing this piece. And then it's not just the first movement. The se- second movement's gorgeous. Yeah. The third, and then the fourth movement is this triumphant right. victory march almost. Right. And so I think if I obviously you can hear it in my voice how excited I'm getting, I, I just want our listeners to understand that all these great pieces there's a reason that they're great. Yeah, and a lot of it has these stories behind it. And... Yeah, it's it. You're you're absolutely right. It we forget we put so many of these great composers up on a pedestal that we forget that they were real people and they were inspired by things that you inspire you and mm-hmm. you and I. Yeah. And uh, in in the piece you're specifically talking about. It, if you if you put it in context with the time and the place, lots of wars going on at that time. Mm-hmm. Napoleon was overtaken, taken Vienna, and then he lost it, and then took it again, and then he lost it. Napoleon was a hero of Beethoven's, but when <laughs> Beethoven thought that Napoleon was getting a little too big for his britches, he wrote, he wrote him off. He wrote, so he even wrote and a symphony and put his name on. That's it. exactly <laughs> right. Then scratched it off the Eroica Symphony, but the Fifth Symphony goes from uh, you know. Tragedy to triumph from C minor to C major. That's the big picture of that piece, and uh, you know there, there. You just won't find many works of art like that. No, and again, just research it out. Read a a small snippet on it, and then sit down and just enjoy it. Um, all right, we got a few minutes left. I'm going to hit you with some 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 quick ones here. What is your favorite 
piece to conduct. I'll get, you can do two or three if you'd like to. I, I, the, the stock answer is whatever I'm conducting at the time because I love all this music, <laughs> but I'll tell you just a few. I love the Beethoven 7th. I love to conduct the Mahler 1st Symphony. Mm-hmm. And I love, this will surprise you, a uh, beautiful piece by Rachmaninoff, his 2nd Symphony. Oh, yeah. Uh, favorite to listen to? Uh, usually modern music, Shostakovich 5th, Symphony 5, The Rite of Spring, The Firebird. I, I like to listen to those. And, by the way, when I listen... I only listen. I don't use classical music as background music. I just have to listen. Oh, really? I'm so engaged with. I can't. Yeah, play that makes my, sense for you, though. I can't play it in my car or anything because I'm too distracted. I have to sit down and listen. That's that's okay. This now that is now uh, we are trying to cover the 101 course. I feel like that is in 301 or 401. Uh, I I will very much do both. Uh, there's in my house. There's almost always classical music going on. I have a pretty sizable library, more so than most 30-year-old men have in their house of classical music. And my, my kids enjoy it, and it's a way to kind of expose them sure. to classical music. I do sit down, and, and just not to your extent, I don't think. You've already mentioned this. You said top three composers. You said you said uh, Bach, uh, Beethoven, Beethoven, Stravinsky. And, yeah, yeah. I'm curious, you use them from a historical perspective. Are there three that you like personally to listen to more than... No, those, those are the three that I... I love to listen okay. to in my in my leisure. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite uh, piece of Bach to listen to, or favorite parts? Because oh, not orchestral at all. The, the accom- okay. unaccompanied uh, violin or cello sonatas are what I love. Okay. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of the Goldberg variations. Oh, they're as terrific! Well. Yeah. It's, oh, man. Terrific. Okay. Um, best piano concertos. Give me top three piano concertos. Oh, um, probably all romantic concertos. The Greek concertos, great. Um, uh, maybe the Emperor of Beethoven. I love that. The fourth piano concerto, which is uh, a more subdued piece, but still a wonderful piece. It's the only piano concerto that Beethoven wrote that starts just with the piano. And then, um, let's see, another one would be maybe Prokofiev, third piano concerto. Did you Uh, not say Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky would be another one. I've conducted the Tchaikovsky a lot, and Tchaikovsky's easy to get tired of. So I've done it so much that I just sort of let it go. But it's a great piece. So you mentioned the Grieg. My wife, uh, shameless plug here, my wife (laughs) plays in the community orchestra Uh here in town. Um, and they're playing the Greek piano concerto. They yep. just played the Bruck uh, violin concerto yep. a couple weeks ago, um, but they're doing the Greek piano concerto <laughs> in May. So second weekend in May on, I believe, a Sunday. Uh-huh. Look up the Des Moines Community Orchestra, and you can hear the Greek piano concerto. Um, violin concertos, favorite one there. Uh, Tchaikovsky, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's number one, above yeah, everything else. Absolutely. It's virtuosic. Brahms, I love. Mm-hmm. Mendelssohn, I love. And Beethoven. And it just so happens that those four composers that I've met, that I mentioned, only compose one violin concerto. I know. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. I'll throw in one more, Sibelius. Yeah. Because Sibelius well, is not played very much. We played it you just, just played a couple, it. a just few months ago. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, I would also throw in the Bruck violin concerto. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. It's a fun piece. And then do you have any more, uh, memorable performances? Performances that you're like, that That stuck out to me as one of my favorite of all time? Yeah. The one that comes to mind right away is uh, shortly after my father died, uh, 1996. Two months later, I was here in Des Moines and conducted the Mahler Second Symphony, nicknamed the Resurrection. Resurrection. And that that one, um, every everyone in the orchestra knew that I was wow. uh, sort of you know still grieving him, 
And uh, it was a performance like one that I've seldom participated in. I'm sure you probably had goosebumps the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you've got a couple other shows coming up here. We have the Beyond the Score, uh, which is coming up on Saturday, uh, April 28th, and Sunday, April 29th. Quick plug on that. Yep. Uh, first half, this is patterned after the Chicago Symphony. They produce mm-hmm. these. First half is a sort of a living documentary with some actors and a film with the orchestra on stage that talks about the inspiration and how yep. it's a great way to learn about a piece of music. And then the second half, we come back and just play it. It's one of the one, most wonderful British pieces you'll ever hear, the Enigma Variations of yep. Sir El- Edward Elgar. And then and on the the final of the of the season is on May nineteenth, May twentieth, uh, and you have a little bit of Americana in this one. Yep, Voices of Spring Waltz uh, because it's a dan- finale of a dance season. The sh- uh, one of the Shostakovich piano concertos with Charlie Arbroyd, a great young pianist. And then second half is the Rhapsody in Blue with Charlie, which is if, terrific. If, if, if you want to be entertained by a piece of music, come yep. see the Rhapsody. It's only 20 minutes, and it yep. is unbelievable. And then finally... Exactly. Love Waltz of, uh, of Ravel, yeah. which is sort of the destruction of the waltz. So yeah. we start with the waltz and end with the waltz. Yeah. It'll be a great concert. Do you have any books that you could recommend someone read? Is, is that even a possibility to help you get into something like this? There's two. The Joy of, of Music, which is by Bernstein, which is always oh. a great one. And another one by Copeland. Um, whose name escapes me, but the, but both wrote uh, terrific books t- for someone that wants to learn about music and do it in a simple way. Awesome. I, 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 I'm sure our listeners can hear it on the radio. I get excited about the Catholic thing. I also get really excited about classical music. It's been a joy to have you here for these two episodes. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Stick around, and we'll be right back after this short break. My Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, and again, without my co-host, Father Zach Kautsky. Quick recap uh, of the last two interviews. Uh, I, I just, again, cannot encourage you enough to jump into this world of classical music. It, it actually becomes addicting. I think at first it's a little intimidating to get into it, uh, but once you start to understand the richness and the, and the beauty and the and the just how masterful these pieces are, and some of the background to them. Uh, I think you'll be thoroughly, you thoroughly impressed. And again, I just went to the Des Moines Symphony uh, recently here, uh, and the experience is is really awesome. Uh, and a lot of my friends that went had for the first time uh, had the same thoughts. So try to get there and try to do it. Um, quick segue to the gospel reading, actually from yesterday. Uh, the not the gospel reading, but the first reading from from yesterday. Uh, Acts of the Apostle, uh, Apostles, chapter 3. wanted to talk about this real quick because it's one of my favorite readings. It's when Peter gets up uh, in front of the people. Again, this is only chapter 3, so keeping in mind that Peter had just denied Christ a few weeks before this. And he gets up and makes this dissertation, uh, this plea to the people, uh, saying that, God, you denied the Holy and Righteous One. And ask that a murderer be released to you. You, the author of life, you put to death, but God raised him from the dead, and of this we are witnesses. And he goes on and on from there. He lived the Easter joy. He obviously had seen the risen Christ, and this is, to me, one of the the best examples of why we have faith. Why we have faith that, that Jesus did rise from the dead. Here's a guy who denied the Lord three times right uh, right before his passion, and within a few weeks is in front of angry mobs of people and accusing them of putting the Lord to death. What could possibly have, have led to such a conversion outside of him actually seeing Jesus? 
I think that's something for us to reflect upon, especially as we continue to work through Acts and the daily readings. I, I'd encourage you to take a Bible out, read the Acts of the Apostles, and, and really spend time with it to understand how that early church came to be. And for me, that's one of the, the, the most dramatic reasons for our belief in our faith is the example that they had. Iowa Catholic Radio is listener-supported. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today at iowacatholicradio.com. And thank you again for joining us on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's time to Man Up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.